So if you have a Bible, turn to Galatians chapter 5. And we're going to get there. We're going to be in two scriptures today, Galatians chapter 5 and John chapter uh, 13. And um, I know everybody's trying to, to read my shirt, so I'll stand still for a second. This is The kids got me this for Pastor Appreciation uh, Month, so I'll, I, I, I couldn't not wear it, right? So I had to put it on. And I, I, no, I can't read down. It says... Bobby can't read, though. That's why he says we am what we am. Oh, true dad. Hey, thank you very much. We got another. Okay, so here, I'll read it upside down. It says, pastor. No, pastor. It's a noun. A hardcore devil stomping ninja empowered by the Holy Spirit. So I'm a ninja. I'm a ninja. So watch out. How in the world does Haley hair get onto a, a shirt before? Ah, it's all right. I'm not pulling it. Don't pull the threads out. Why? I got a shirt underneath. It's all right. It, it'll be all right. All right. So, hey, no, let, let's, get, let's get to work because I got a lot I want to accomplish today in a short amount of time because there's trick-or-treating and I know everybody wants candy. And if any of your kids get Reese cups... Um, it's, pa- it's still Pastor Appreciation Month for another couple days. Right? Yes, Reese Cups. All right, so here, here's the deal. Last week we talked about, um, and I, I started this series of creating culture, and we talked about how the, the culture in our church needs to, to, to change, and we identified some areas in which um, well, we we're seeing things uh, um, that, that are, are evident, and that's that, that consumer, we, talk, we identified the consumer mindset uh, of like, I come to church and it's just for me to get Remember, I, I used the, the analogy of Golden Corral and a potluck dinner. Like, we have a tendency in a consumer mindset as I'm coming to, to Golden Corral just to fill me up, and I get to pick and choose what it is I want instead of a contributing mindset or contributor mindset where I come to church and I got my green bean casserole. How many of you went out and had green bean casserole after last Sunday? Anybody? No, ooh? Whatever, you're ooh. Cream bean casserole is a bomb. As long as it's not cream of mushroom soup, use cream of celery soup. So I'm glad I got that response. So anywho, we, we talked about that. Like when we come to church, we're coming to contribute. What are we contributing to? That's what I love. We're contributing to the service and the worship of God. Not to, now hear me, it's not you're not coming to contribute to me or to another, uh, you know, a ministry or anything like that. No, 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 no. Those are byproducts. Those, th- they, those things happen. But the fact of the matter is, when we come to, to, to serve, or we come together in, in our local worship, we're coming to serve and worship God. Now, uh, when we come, when we're, we're in this, this room together, I, and I, I use the, um, the, the picture in, in our small group this week, which was, I, I, I love those small groups, by the way. If you're not in one, get in one. They're fun, um, even when they start picking on you. Um, but... Uh, we were talking, I use this understanding that, um, you know, each one of us as a believer in Jesus Christ has Christ inside of us. And he manifests himself different in each one of us, right? We all agree with that. We're all a little bit different. We're wired differently. Yeah. So think about that. When we, if we're all wired differently and Christ is manifesting himself through us, when we come together and, and, and everybody is being um, used by God to, to show himself and to show his love, then when we come together, we're, we're kind of like a, a, a torch versus a, a little candle here, there, and spread out. We, and we use the analogy of the, the, the candlelight service where 
you know, you take one candle, and then another candle lights, then another candle lights. Like, if, if all those candles were all spread out by themselves out, in, in, outside, outside the walls or whatever, they would just be little dots everywhere. But when they come together, it's, it's, a, it's an illuminating experience. So that's important what we, what, to, for us to understand is when we come together as the body, as the local gathering, we're coming to, uh, w- w- with the understanding of, of serving God and worshiping Him, and we're to do this collectively. Now, we, we contribute to that, and, and we talked a little bit uh, you know, about that last week, about that culture. And I also talked about the, the culture communicates, or I'm sorry, the culture of the church communicates what we truly believe and how we are to behave. So it's all about this belief that produces behavior. Now, when we talk about this, I don't want us to think like, okay, Lee, just tell me what I need to do, and then I'll do it. You're going to totally miss the whole, po- the whole point and the whole purpose of what the Alelon principle is if you just think it's behavior modification. So this is not me up here standing saying, okay, here's what you ha- how you have to act. Now you're all confused already, so you're thinking... Something along the lines of, I, I, I don't know what to even think now because we're, we're, we're to have a certain behavior, but now you're not telling me I should behave that way and relax. Take a deep breath. Everybody take a deep breath. Everybody look at their neighbor and say, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. It'll be all, you can't say it will be all right. We, we live in Atwater. There's rednecks in the room. Oh, you want to? All right, so understanding that this behavior in which we have is produced by a belief. Now, the big idea of what I want, you, want to communicate to you today, two things. Two things I want to communicate. The first thing is I've been talking about this Alelon principle, and I haven't defined it for you yet. So understanding that this, there, there is a definition that's going to go along with this Alelon, we're going to talk about that in a second, but then what I want to do is I want to give you two of the, the, the one another's of the Alelons that I believe that are, that are foundational for the whole principle. So before I go too far away from this, this principle understanding, I want to explain what Alelon is. This isn't a word in which I made up. This is a, and it's not, I'm not trying to please, I'm not trying to woo you with, oh, my, my, my Greek skills. I don't have any, I mean, I barely squeaked through Greek in, in seminary. I mean, it was just, I, I'm glad that there's computer programs that help me now, right? And, and understanding that, that it's not that. What I want you to understand, though, is this, this word has huge meaning. Because if I tell you one another in, in English, it has some type of, or it has a meaning behind it. Um, and it has a, a, maybe a nuance, but understanding what the one, the one another that is birthed from or is translated from this Alelon, it has so much more uh, um, emphasis and so much, power, so much more power behind it. So here's this, Alelon, what this means, what it is, because this is huge. It's a pronoun, a pronoun which marks, this is the key, is a pronoun which marks reciprocation between two persons or groups. Think about that. So it's a pronoun that marks reciprocation. Do we know what reciprocation is? It's that back and forth movement. I mean, how many power tools people do we have in the crowd? Some? Okay. So for the power tools people, um, some of you can't raise your hand because you're like, I only got four fingers or something like that, right? Because you use the power tools too much? Dad? Dad? Uh, I, I can't say much either. I, got, I mean, I nailed my hands together. Do you guys remember when I did that? Nailed my fingers together. That was awesome. Anywho, uh, 
But it, it was awesome because it didn't hurt at the time, and it was like, wow, I just did that. Um, but, but anywho, but I, I understand that, that this reciprocating action, think of a, one of those old-fashioned saws where you have two guys on this big saw, and they're going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. It's that reciprocating action that, that takes both of the energies there and, and makes it even greater, right? So understand that when we're, we're talking about Elelon, it's taking the, the one another and, and, and it's impregnating it with the, this understanding that there's a reciprocating action that takes place. Well, what, what does that, that matter? It's going to matter here because when we talk about things like love one another and serve one another, and we think about this in, in light of coming together and being in the church, it's not as if it's only a, a one-way street. There's a two-way street that, that has to take place here. This is what I'm, when I'm talking about being a contributor, this is what I'm talking about. There's a two-way street that needs to, to happen or that is here and it needs to uh, be utilized. Um, in the New Testament alone, uh, th- this word's used a, a hundred times, uh, and I told you 47 of those times are direct uh, commands to, to the church. So this is, this is something that is very, 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 very important. So with that, I'm going to give you this definition. This is my working definition of the Elelon principle. The Elelon principle is the spirit-empowered actions between believers that define the intended culture of the community of Christ's disciples. Now there's a lot in there and you're going to see how this is going to be unpacked today, but understanding that here that there, this is not just behavior modification. If it was just behavior modification, you can do it on your own. And then if you can do it on your own, you don't need Jesus. Right? So if our mind is, I just have to change the way in which I act, you're missing the point. You're missing the power of the Spirit that is there for you as a believer. Now, now, and I'll stress this. I've stressed it before. This power of the Spirit is through the one who believes. The Bible is very clear in Romans chapter 8 that if you are confessing Christ to be your Savior, if you are a child of God, the Spirit lives inside of you. But if the Spirit does not live inside of you, you are not a child of God. So understanding that it is important that like when we're talking about this, this is why I, I, I say all, all the time that this is, where, this is for the believers. Now this doesn't mean that we don't, we don't worry about the world around us. We do worry about the world around us. We do have to impact the world around us. But we can't impact the world around us if we don't understand how we're to impact one another. And this is what I want us to, to, to focus on. The Elelon principle is the spirit-empowered actions. This in, it, spirit-empowered actions. This isn't like, okay, God fills me. I, I'm not doing anything. No, no, no. It's God fills me to do things. The, the, these things in which he has, has filled me to do, they, they're all kingdom things. We'll, and we'll, we'll discuss that as, as the weeks go on. But they're actions that have to take place um, between believers. We've already talked about that. And this is the, part, the other part that I think is important for us. It's the intended culture in which God wants for his community of believers. And when I say it's his intended culture, it's because we have a role in this. It doesn't just happen. I would love to, to for, I would love it, I would love it to be true that if we could just gather a whole bunch of people, bring them into a church building, that the Elelon principle would automatically take effect. 
Uh, right? Like, like it's a video game. You just go out and you gather a whole bunch of people. And after you gather a whole bunch of people, they walk into the doors and the music goes. And all of a sudden, everybody's acting according to the Leilon principle. I would love if that was true. But the fact of the matter, it's not. It takes our participation in this. So knowing that it's not just behavior, or it's not behavior modification, knowing that it's empowered by the Spirit. This is where I want us to uh, launch off in Galatians chapter 5. Because in Galatians chapter 5, um, we're going to see some interesting things. How are we doing so far? Are we all tracking? Tracking? No, you're, you're thinking about candy, aren't you? Put the candy out of your mind for, for, for just a second. All right, in Galatians chapter 5, we're going to look at verse 13 through 16, just a, a, a few verses. But the context in which is going on, I think, is very important to um, our, uh, our discuss, uh, discussion today. Because what Paul is doing here, he, he's at a church, and this church in which he's at um, has a culture. And, and as we're looking at this, you can, you can see it, I believe. He, it has a culture that um, is elevating the works of the flesh over the works of the Spirit. Now, you might be thinking, well, how does that, how does that relate to what we are talking about? Well, I, I believe that it communicates the, that um, this church was looking at the behaviors and then forming beliefs from their behaviors. So, so they were letting the, uh, the uh, what do they call that, the, the proverbial um, tail wag the dog, right? So they, they were taking the, the behaviors and, and, and using the behaviors to establish the beliefs. And, and what is happening here, Paul comes in and he, and he, he uh, addresses this, and, and he, he makes a lot of different statements. He, he actually says one of the most funniest things, I believe, in gruesome things in all of Scripture in Galatians chapter 5. Uh, where he tells the people who are uh, talking about, hey, everybody has to be circumcised if they want to uh, get into heaven. And, and, and uh, he says, well, don't stop at circumcision. Take it all off if you really love Jesus. <laughs> it, right? Come on, that's funny. Oh, goodness gracious. But that, I mean, that's the level of what's going on here. What is happening here is, is Paul is coming in and his mind is blown because he's, he, he has already at the beginning, he's like, uh, I can't believe how quickly you're deserting the, the gospel not, and going after another gospel. Not that there is another gospel, but you're going after this and, and what it is you're doing and how it is that you're living is not in accordance with what it is that God has told us and the example in which he has given us. So we come up to, to uh, Galatians chapter 5, and when he um, is uh, addressing uh, the, these people, he's talking about their freedom, and, and the freedom in which they have in Christ. And I want us to understand that, that it is that freedom that we have in Christ that empowers us to do what it is that Christ commands us to do. So, so let that sit in for a second. Wait a second. You're saying that the freedom is what empowers us to, to do. Wait, if I'm free, why do I have to do? Because if we're free in Christ, we, have, we will understand that it is through His payment, His sacrifice that we are free. So we will, will want to do. We will want to follow His commands. So here it says, for you were called, in verse 13, for you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. That's what we, we see that our, our, our first um, uh, alelon here. 
So he, he, he says here that, that these opportunities of the flesh, the, the, these things that, that are coming of the flesh, the, the following of the flesh here is not the, what, what, is, uh, um, what is intended for this freedom. What is intended for this freedom is to walk by the Spirit. Watch, watch what he says here. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. But I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Now when we look at this, what I want us to really pull out from here, and what I believe that Paul, one of the things that Paul is talking about here, is that behavior should not form the belief. Behavior should not form the belief. Behavior should be a result of the belief. So the way in which the, the, these, these people were acting here in, in the, the churches of, of Galatia, their, their behavior did not line up with the belief in which they were given. And when I say what they were given, what they were taught. Re- remember back what we said last week that, that, that it is the behavior that, that it is to produce and, and to uh, create and to uh, um, give the way in which we are to Behave. Belief is for behavior. Do we remember that? And understanding this, if we are focusing on the behavior and we build our belief on our behavior, what's the variable that can easily change? Are we awake? No? Are we confused? Kind of confused? Kind of confused? What'd you say? Ask the question again. So here's the deal. If, if the variable in which we have and where we base our belief off our behavior, that variable, the, the behavior, can that change? And if that behavior changes, what happens then if, to the belief if we're basing our belief off our behavior? It'll change. It'll be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, right? You got it better that time? All right, we're tracking better. So, and, and this is what, I, what, what Paul is addressing here, is we, we have to start from the belief and then work towards the behavior. But if, because if we work from the behavior towards the belief, then the belief is going to be all over the place. And if we're going to talk about creating a culture, and we, a culture which um, uh, takes uh, what it is that God has said and what he has delivered to us, and, and if we're going to have that culture, we have to have a starting point from that. I was, I was talking to uh, the elders this morning about this, and um, I, I guess this would, would, would be a whole lot uh, better to understand this. Uh, when, when we're talking about this change, and we're talking about this culture that, that, that is intended for the church, what I don't want us to do is I don't want us to think about it as something that we have to achieve, Okay? Don't, don't think of this, this, this culture in the church as something that, it's okay, it's out here. It's like at the 50-yard line, and we've got to, 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 to get to it. Like we have to modify the way in which we act so that we get to this culture. No, we, we, we don't have to have that mindset. We have to have the mindset as of our, our, our beliefs or what are going to change the culture around us. Our beliefs, understanding that, that, that who Christ is and what He has done, our, our, our beliefs of what He has told us to do, that is what is going to birth the culture around us. Think about when, when, when Paul talks about putting on the armor of God. 
And this is the best, I think, example of this. In Ephesians 6, when he talks about putting on the armor of God and facing our spiritual battles, he does not anywhere talk in the tense of that we are going to face a battle to be victorious. As if we're going to go to a battle and then we have to win this battle and then we're going to be victorious. He uses the language that you are victorious, therefore go. You're already victorious, therefore go and fight the battle. And that's the same thing when we're talking about this culture, like this understanding that Christ is in us, and from this, that's what we're going to see this, this principle established with inside of our, our, our midst here, inside of our, our church. It's not because we are going to be able to move the, 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 the dials and, and uh, you know, Tweak every, you know, this little part and this little part where it's going to all fit and then, or put all the pieces of the puzzle together and then, voila, we're here. That's, that's, that's not it because then it's all upon us. That's all upon the behavior modification. But if we're relying on the Spirit of God, understanding that the Spirit of God resides inside of us, understanding that if we are to walk by the Spirit, that these things in which God has, set, has told us to do, that we'll be able to do them, that is what's going to change us. Not to get to somewhere, but to be somewhere. Does that make better sense? It's understanding that when we look at this and we talk about this belief that produces behaviors, the belief is there. The belief is where we start from. It's not what we're trying to achieve. I think too many people try that. I don't want to, I'm not, I don't think, maybe, I don't know, maybe a lot of us. I think that sometimes we want to believe something. And then we're like, I kind of believe this. And then we try to behave towards our kind of belief. And, and, and as if we're trying to convince ourselves of a belief. No, no one in here, don't, don't, don't raise your hand at all. But, but you're in here. We're, we're in here. Sometimes there are things that are said in, in, in the Bible, beliefs that are, that, are, that are clear. But you're like, man, I... I I don't, I, I believe that, but I don't know if I, that, I don't know yet. So then we try to, to modify our behavior to get ourselves to believe something, we, to, to get ourselves to believe this. And then what we end up doing is we, we, we think that we can just convince ourselves. Well, I could give it, if I do something, what, what would they say? If you do something long enough, then you'll start to believe it. Have, have you ever, anybody ever been or know uh, um, someone who is a compulsive liar that, that lies and they lie so much? that they begin to believe their own lies. Just because they're believing their own lies doesn't make that anything true. It just, they're, they're, they're just caught in this reality that's just, just tumbling out of control. And I, I believe, I believe that if we don't have our beliefs set and we don't operate from our beliefs and we just think that we can just white-knuckle this and just try really hard in our behaviors that we'll, we'll achieve something, if we think that, we're going to end up in that tumble out of control. Because some, something's going to happen in your life where your behavior is not going to line up. And you're going to be like, oh, I can't do that. Well, or, oh, I messed up. Well, understand that if our behavior does not determine our belief, but is a result of our belief, yes, or, 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 wait a second, I messed that up. If our Behavior, yes, if our behavior does not determine our belief, but is a result of our belief, when our behavior hits a roadblock that doesn't change the belief, 
Too often, I think that's where we hit, though. We get in that, that rut. We get in that rut like, I really want to believe, but I'm just not doing very good. It, 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 on a scale of, of 1 to 10, if you were to say, like, all right, how good of a Christian am I? Don't, don't say it out loud, but just think in your head. Like, how good of a Christian am, am I on a scale of 1 to 10 to execute what it is that I believe? Everybody has a number. Oh, I think I'm like a six. Or I think I'm like a... Here's, here's the deal. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well, what is that? What am I supposed to do? No, 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 no. Listen, listen to me. That's, that's the way in which we approach everything. We approach everything so we want, to, we want to try to make it fit into numbers or fit into colors or whatever. Like we want to be able to, to understand this better when like I got to be a better Christian. I've got to do, I, I, I've got to achieve this and I've got to do this and serve here. Well, here's the deal. God is not going to love you any less for anything you do, nor is he going to love you any more when you do something great. What we have to understand is we have to operate though. We have to operate from what we believe and let it dictate how we behave. Quit trying to measure yourself. Because unless you're measuring yourself up to Christ, unless you're doing that, you're wrong. And here's the deal. If you measure yourself up to Christ, none of y'all are going to make it. None of us are going to make that. So understanding that it's okay, but understanding also that our behaviors in which we are to be empowered to behave come from something that is rooted in the belief in which we have. Let me go on here, because if not, we'll be here until the candy runs. Verse 16 here, I think, is very important, because it says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. The truth that's communicated with this is the ability to live according to the one another's is given by the Spirit as we walk and are led by Him. As we walk and we are led by the Spirit of God. Not being led by the, 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 the flesh, but being led by the Spirit of God. So understanding, back to what we're talking about, the, the, the beliefs. If I'm going to believe this, I want to live in that belief, and then I'm going to trust. This is the hardest thing for us. The hardest thing for us is to trust that God is actually going to work in our lives. This would be the one where I would love to take a poll and, and, and measure, what is your trust level of God? Oh, I trust God with everything. Well, then let me look at your life. And you say, okay, I trust God. Okay, but here's the deal. You believe God, and I think that's vitally important. But if we are trusting Him, then our behaviors are going to show that. Too often what we do is we say, I, I believe and I believe God in this truth. I believe in this truth. I believe whatever you want. I believe I can fly, right? I believe I can touch the sky. I think about it every night and day. I was wondering how long it was going to take you to, to come on that. But ju just because you say you believe something is one thing, but we have to then, if we're believing this, we need to take that, that, that step and say, okay, I'm going to behave according to my belief. Because if we don't behave or behave according to our belief, what are we doing? We're just blowing smoke. No one wants to blow smoke, right? No? Puff, puff, pass. No one wants to blow it. I'm just making sure you all are awake here. Because I, I think that we're thinking like, holy crap, what is going on here? 
My behavior is, I know it's not where it should be. Does that mean I don't believe? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, I, 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 I firmly believe this. I believe that you believe. I believe that you have proper beliefs. But I also believe that you're scared to let the Spirit of God use you and move you, and you're scared to walk by the Spirit of God. Why? Because you don't know what He's going to ask you to do or tell you to do. You're not in control then. <laughs> God forbid we would be out of control. No, it's not saying out of control, like we're running around uh, like with a hair on fire. No, no, that's not, that's not what we're saying. It's being firm and okay, I believe this. And because I believe this, when God calls me to do or tells me to do, however you want to use that terminology, when God tells me to do something, I am firm that it is God that is telling me to do this and I'm going to act upon what God has said. How many, how many times are we acting upon what God says? How many times are we coming to church and say, I believe this, but then when we walk out of here, it's like, no, <laughs> no, she doesn't. No, he doesn't. Because the actions aren't backing up, their behaviors aren't backing up what it is they're saying they believe. Now, now, I'm not saying up, up here like I'm so one self-righteous, but I, I struggle with this too. I struggle just like everybody else does. But it is something that is constant on my mind. Like, God, I believe not in you. And I, you've heard me say this. I, I don't only believe in God. I believe God. And that's the difference. Do you believe in God? Oh, yeah, I believe in Him, and I believe in all this other stuff. No, no, okay, that's fine. That's, that's awesome. That's a step. But do you believe God? When He says, don't do this, or He says, to do this, are you saying, eh, no. God, I know you created the universe and all. You know, I know that you hold it in the palm of your hand, but, you know, I know better for my life. I don't think anybody's going to outwardly say that, right? But when our actions don't back up our beliefs, that's what we're saying. It's saying, God, I got this. How's that working out for you? How's that, 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 that stress level or that, that argument or whatever it is? Like, how's that working out for you? When we look at this, we understand that the ability to live according to the one another. And this first one another we, we talked here was this serving one another. What does that look like? You, you realize I didn't explain what it means to serve one another because I think serving one another takes a whole lot of, or it takes many or multiple different forms. How do you serve one another? Well, it depends upon how you're gifted. It depends upon the person in which you, you are in contact with. You, you, you want to serve me? I can tell you, I can give you a list of the ways in which you can serve me which is going to be different the way in which you can serve Bobby. But that is all the, the point of understanding here, the one another. Like if, we're, if there's a reciprocal action, that means there's got to be a relationship. <gasps> and if there's a relationship, you know the individual and you know how you can serve one another. So it, it may vary from, from person to person, but the ability uh, to live according to this one another is given by the Spirit of God. You can't do it on your own. You can try really hard for a long time. And that's, what, you, that, that's what, what, what a lot of us try to do. We try really hard on our own to do it uh, um, by our, our, under our own power. And it, it just it gets to a point and it fizzles. If, it, it fizzles out. If you're in a, any type of um, a area of service and you're just, you, you're just I'm doing this for, you know, for, for this or for that, and you're not being empowered by the Spirit of God, you get to a time which, well, I mean, they, they say it in, in, in our world, like you get burnt out. 
You can get burnt out. Well, it's because it's not the Spirit of God who is fueling you. If it is a Spirit of God that, it, that, is, um, that it is fueling you and it is empowering, I love that word the best. If it's the Spirit of God that it is empowering you to serve, you're not going to get burnt out. I know. I mean, and this is where some people are. I've seen plenty of articles on the internet of pastors getting burnt out. I'm not saying that they're ungodly. I'm not saying any of that. I was in a spot one, at one point that I felt like I was getting burnt out. And God said, no, the reason you're burnt out is because you're trying to do it under your own power. And when we do it under our own power, it's, we will get to that place. But if we're being led by the Spirit, <clears throat> the Spirit is infinite. <laughs> there is no oh, exhausting the power of God. So how would we have a burnout session? But if we're serving by the power of God and understanding that He is the one that is working, you've heard me and I love this, that He is working in us as He is working through us. God doesn't work in us as if, if we are the, the, the end of the road. He works in us as He's working through us. This working through us, this is where these one another's are, 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 are present. Turn to, to John chapter 13. I, gotta, I know I've got to make a, a, an abrupt left-hand turn here. Because if not, we won't get the, the, the last fill-ins, and I know that you guys will haunt my email all week. How about, let, let, let's do this. Let me give you the answers or, or the, the things you have to fill in, then I'll talk for a couple more minutes, and then we'll, uh, we'll end. Because if I don't, then we might not get to it. John 13, we're going to look at verse 34 or 35, but the, um, the statement that I want to uh, communicate is being able to love like Jesus is only possible through the power of the Spirit of God who dwells inside the believer. Do you see a pattern here? So we, we just went from serving here. How, how am I to serve? Because sometimes those people in which you're trying to serve aren't very loving. Okay. But it's only by the power of God you can do that. But here we're going to talk about loving like Jesus. How, how in the world can I love like Jesus when she's being a jerk to me? Where's she at? Is she with the kids today? Yeah. Dang, it. <laughs> I missed a perfect opportunity. I know, she would, that's what I was looking for. I was waiting for a shoe. No, but, but, but how am I to love? How am I to love my, my wife like Jesus loved me? When she's being a jerk, how's my wife really supposed to love a jerk like me, like Jesus loved me? We're going to enact church discipline on you. Uh, but, but how is that possible? It's, it's only possible by the, the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, now, now remember, we, we know that this is not you're getting all crazy and uh, you know, thinking about, well, I, I'm going to be out of control. No, 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 no. God calls us to do something, tells us to do something. He gives us the equipment, the empowering to do that something. Here in, in John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35, I think that this is a, um, a bedrock, a Lelon statement. I want another statement. Verse 34, a new commandment I give to you. So that was the other fill-in for you. The love Jesus is talking about is a new commandment. Um, so a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. 
I love how he starts out there. It says, a new commandment I give you. So when, when we're thinking about, well, we're to love one another as, as, as Jesus loved us. Well, I'll do my best at it. No, this is a command from God. A new commandment. This isn't something that is a, is a suggestion. If you want to, you can love one another. If it feels good for you, this is what you are to do. Well, you know what? I can love, and, and, and if I want to, I can do it. If I don't, I don't have to. The, you, you, you just have to be okay with that. No, this is not, I don't have to tolerate. We don't have to tolerate that. This idea that everybody can think the way in which they want to think, and everybody has to accept everyone else for what they believe. And every, No, no, here's the deal. The problem with that, the problem of people saying, well, I can believe this about X, Y, Z, or I can believe this about whatever. Well, the Bible is very clear on specific things. This is one of those things that the Bible is very clear on. It's a commandment from God because Jesus is God. I don't know, I'm not, not to insult anybody's intelligence here. Jesus is God. He's the Son of God. The words from Christ. If you have one of those editions like mine that has the red letters in it, Jesus is speaking here, right? So the, the, the red letters here say this is a new commandment. This is not the suggestion. This is what you are to do. If you are saying that you love me, if you love me, he says, obey my what? Commands, right? And this is the command, and what he, he, one of the commands of which he's talking about. This isn't a whole list, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, I've got to do this. What if, just for giggles and other things, what if we were to look at this command and say, I'm going to love, I'm going to love my, my fellow brother, my fellow sister, the way in which Christ loved me and loves me. What if we acted upon that every day? What if we woke up in the morning and said, you know what, I'm going to love like Christ loved me. Christ didn't love me expecting anything in return. Christ didn't say, okay, now Lee, if you, uh, if you do this, and you do this, and you cut this, and you do this, then I'll love you. No, Christ loved me unconditionally. I, I love to say this too. Christ loved me, and the Bible says before the foundation of the world, right? He, he loved me before the foundation of the world. He loved me before I was a little baby. He loved me before I was born, right? He loved me knowing that I'm going to be an idiot, right? He loved me knowing that I'm going to make mistakes. But nonetheless, he loves me. And not only does he love me, he gave his life for me. When we're talking about being filled by the Spirit of God and, 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 and operating in these, uh, this Alelon principle, that being empowered by God to, to love one another and to serve one another, as we're, if we're, as we're talking about that, we have to keep in focus the motivation for all of this. The motivation for, for being able to, to do this. The motivation to do this. Is because of what Christ has already done. If we lose sight of that, if we lose sight of what Christ has already done for us, the, the life in which he has lived, the death in which we should have died, the resurrection that one day we will experience, if we, if we lose sight of all of that, 
Then we get into behavior modification, and then we're going to run towards burnout. And then we're just going to be another social club of people gathering together, you know, telling funny jokes. I know we've got a hilarious guy that stands up front and everything, but we'll just be that. And I don't want to be that. I, I want to be the, 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 the place, the church where people's like, man, that, that church is different. Different, different good. Different, like, there's something happening there. When, when people that, that don't even know God can say, well, God must be working there. I love it when, when, when it, it is, I don't know if you've had these conversations, but it, it, it seems to be more um, evident to unbelievers of God working in the believer's life than another believer looking at a, a, another, a, a fellow brother or sister and saying God's working in their life. You see what I'm saying? Like from the outside, I've encountered people like, man, you're different. Something's, something's different about you. Whereas a brother or sister comes in contact with you and they just think, oh, it's, it's no big deal. What if we had the perspective of outside eyes? And when we look at each other, when I look at Bobby, or I look at Jake, or I look at Kurt, whoever, I look at Roy, when I look at you, I'm like, man, God's working in you. God, God is definitely working in you. What, what, if, what if that was the, 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 the culture in which we had? What if that was the, the truth in which we communicated? Not being fake. Not fake news. Not coming to church like, okay, I've got to, I've got to do something so Jake says I see God working in me. No, 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 no. How about just being the vessel that's filled with the Spirit of God and being obedient to what it is he said and what he says, and saying, I believe this, and my belief is going to dictate my behavior, it's going to be different. It's going to be different from the world around us, but my behavior is directly connected to my belief. I guess that all in all, as we go through these alelons, and this won't be the first time we do this. This is something that, I don't know if you can tell, but this is something that I'm deeply passionate about. I, I, I think that, that this is the way the church was meant to, to operate and what God intended the church to be. So when somebody comes in nasty and messy and has a bunch of, of, of garbage because they did it all that week and last week at church they weren't paying attention, I'm not just saying just outside people that stumble into our church. I'm saying some of you that are sitting here right now, when you come next week and you're like, oh man, I messed up. You know what? I want to be the place where, where it's like, you know what, I'm going to love, I'm going to serve. No matter, I don't care about what, what, what it is you've done this week. Maybe I can come alongside you and say, hey, oh, you did this? Hey, I was there once. God freed me from this, or what, what, whatever it may be. But I want to be that place where people like know, like, hey, I, th I think that Jake has said it a few times, we, we don't want to be this museum, right? We don't want to be a, a museum for, for, for these people that, oh, I'm saved, I'm coming here, and I'm just going to be a, a spectacle. No, 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 no. We want to be an emergency room for people that are hurting, people that, that, that have issues, people that have problems. And I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying for people out there, I'm saying for you. I'm saying for us, understanding that we're not perfect, but when we come together, God's going to do a work in us, and we're in a place in which he's going to work. So all of that, to say that, 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 that what we're doing here, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for what God is doing here. 
And, and I hope that, that, that you can, I hope you can just catch that. I hope you can just catch it. I, I know, and I love looking at the elders throughout the, the, the weeks here and, um, and months and even years. Like, they're, they're, they've caught it. And they, they say, dude, you're crazy sometimes. I mean, they haven't said it out loud yet. Yeah, well, yeah. Maybe to someone else, right? Like, dude, you're, you're crazy. I, I know. I, I know I'm crazy. I, I get it. I'm okay with that. I, I am, because I, I want to see people come to Christ. I want to see th- those who are far from God. I want to see those who are close to God. Those who are saying, oh, I'm, oh yeah, me and God are good. No, no. I want to see those who, 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 who need God more than anyone. I want to see people come to Christ. I want to see people say, you know what? I have done this on my own for too long. I, I want to surrender my life to Christ. And I want that. Well, you're, you're talking about, Lee. I want the Spirit of God to be inside of me. You know, that, that, that happens not just by <laughs> fancy words in which I say up here. And, and you, you'll never hear me uh, lead anyone through a sinner's prayer. Not that, you know, some people do that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm, I, all I'm going to say is this. I believe that it, is, that it is the Spirit of God that transforms the heart. And he works. He, he takes, yeah, he'll take the, 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 the words of this guy here and use them, but it's the Spirit of God that moves. And the Bible says that, you know what, the, those that confess Jesus to be Lord, so if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you know, that, that, that you will be saved. It's not special words. It's, it's understanding that he rose from the dead. Do you believe that? Oh, do you? Okay, let's do that. Jesus rose from the dead. Do you believe that? Okay, if you believe that, that's your belief, your behavior should be according, right? That's what dictates if you're going to heaven or not. Because it says without the resurrection, we ain't got squat. That's my translation, obviously. But we ain't got anything. But the Bible is very clear that it is because of the resurrection of Christ that we have hope. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe you've been playing games for, for years. And I know we're supposed to do this with every head bowed and every eyes closed. And you know, no, no, here's the deal. Why don't you wrestle with God in the light instead of wrestling with him in the dark? Why don't we say, you know what, I'm gonna be, I want this to be different. I don't know. I want to, I want to learn, I want to grow, I want him to be my savior. That's just between you and God. That's him. If you're sitting there and you're thinking, like, you know what, I, I, I I really want that. I think I got, I don't know. I, you know what? Whatever that may be, that's, that's a wrestling that's going on. Those are some, some, some Jacob moments that are happening. Don't, don't make God put your hip out. Don't, don't make it give you a limp for the rest of your life to surrender to him. So I'm going to pray. And when I pray, it's, it's nothing special in which I pray. But if you're, if you're sitting here and you're like, you know what? I want Jesus. Man, just say it. Jesus, I want you. I want, I want to I want you to be my Savior. That's all. That's it. And if you do that, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, oh, you stand up and wave your hand or whatever. No, 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 no. I don't care. You know what? I want you to talk to myself or to one of the elders and say, hey, you know what? I think I was saved, but I don't know. Or, you know, this is the first time I've heard this, this good news. But whatever, talk to somebody. Because we're not designed to do anything in the dark. Our Father God in heaven, Lord, your name is holy. 
Father, as we uh, talked about a bunch of things today, and as we ran around in circles, and you know, at, at times maybe a little confused, but my, God, my, my prayer is that amongst the confusion and amongst the words and amongst the, the, the tension on the inside, the struggles in which we may have, amongst all of this stuff, God, my prayer is that, that, that we're, we're hearing your voice. God, it's, it's, it's as if we're Elijah up on, 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 on uh, the, the mountain after he, after he ran away, after you, you worked in his life. And, and you, 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 you appear to him in, in the, 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 this moment where he's like, no one is around, no one here cares for me, no one, no, no one is no one but me. And you're like, man, what are you doing? God, I know that you're asking people right now, what are you doing? You're saying that you believe this, but the way in which you're behaving is not doesn't line up. God, I know that you're not out to, to, to just chastise us, and you're not waiting to, to take a lightning bolt and zap us. God, you're a father that's with open arms saying, just come to me. Come to me. So God, if, there, if there's a, someone who, here who doesn't or hasn't made that profession of faith that, that Man, I want Christ as my Savior. I want Him on inside. I want the Spirit of God in me. If, if there's those who haven't done that, God, just stir them up. But God, for the rest of us that have, have failed in areas, that we, we want to behave, we want to behave in accordance with our belief, but we're trying to do it too much on our own and we're not letting the Spirit of God move in us, God, I ask that we can have that moment that we can just, that moment of repentance saying, God, I'm, I'm wrong, you're right. Let me turn from my ways and turn to your ways. Let me quit going by the flesh and, and walk by the Spirit. Not, maybe not knowing exactly what that is, God, but surrendering to, okay, God, I'm, I'm yours. I'm yours. Father, we know that... Uh, your word tells us, and, and, and society argues with us, but your word tells us that you sent your son to die on the cross. And as he died on that cross, he, he, he took my sins, he took our sins upon that cross. God, that's what we believe. But we, we know that he's not still on the cross. We know that, that, that he was buried, but on the third day he, he, he was risen from the dead. And the same Spirit that rose Christ Jesus from the dead is the same Spirit that you promised to us if we put our faith and our trust in you. So God, let us be a people that's, that are, are different. Let people mock, whatever. But God, when we stand in front of you one day, let us stand there unashamed. God, it's for your glory for your honor it's for it's just for you that we do this we pray this in jesus name amen